Hi, I'm Biz. And I'm Teresa. Due to the pandemic, we bring you One Bad Mother straight from our homes, including such interruptions as children, animal noises, and more. So let's all get a little closer while we have to be so far apart. And remember, we are doing a good job. This week on One Bad Mother, you think a nut allergy is bad? Okay, it is. But we talked to Kathleen, the allergy chef, about being allergic to almost everything. Plus, it's too loud for biz. Woo! Hello, hello. Hello. I really just needed to hear that I'm doing a good job. We just had a first meeting with the school principal, my kids' pre-K teacher, and then the uh, school psychologist about getting our kiddo evaluated for something. I don't really know what's going on with him, but it's been pretty clear that something is happening for quite a while. And we took the first step today, and it was hard. But we did it. All right. Thanks. Bye. You did do it. It is hard. Good job. I mean, like, really good job. There. Oh, it is really hard. <sighs> but look, there's a whole list of things that we know we have to do, or we are surprised by the fact that we will have to do them. Maybe we didn't plan. I didn't plan on having my kids' four adult teeth pulled out, right? Like, I didn't plan on many things. And just like you didn't plan on ever having to set up a meeting like this. And setting up these meetings just on their own is a lot of work. It's a lot of schedules. You got to get everybody together at the same time. Schools move at different paces. And who wants to go to this meeting? (laughs) This is not a fun meeting. This is a stressful meeting. It plays on all of our, like, uh, what did I do? Like, feelings and all of that. But let me tell you what you did. You did it. You did the step. You did the thing that you didn't really want to do. I mean, maybe you really wanted to do it. I don't know. Maybe you were like, gosh, this is going to be great. But I think like all things related to parenting, it probably was like in a weird gray area where you're like, okay, there are going to be benefits from this. We're going to learn something. It's going to help my child. This is going to be good. Mixed with the, I don't want to know that there might be something different or challenging that my child will have to face. And so, yeah, right there in the gray. And I got to tell you, I think more people than we realize don't do it. They just say no. Or they're like me with the teeth example and just let two years roll by in hopes that it works itself out. You did it. You are amazing. You get to have all the feelings about this. I see you. Speaking of seeing people, it is time for thank yous. All right, here we go. Can I say thank you to all the people who are doing COVID tests? You are either watching our children or us as adults stick something up our nose and spin it around and then stick it in a tube and hand it to you. Gross. Or you are sticking something up all of our noses, swabbing it around. (laughs) And and some of us aren't very clean all the time. We don't always smell nice. We're not, we are not always nice. And yet 
you do it. And I think it's kind of amazing that you do it. And I want to say thank you for all the swabs. I see you. And I just want to encourage people, if you have like a weekly testing site at your school or at work or something, maybe bring them a little box of donuts or something. Maybe ask if you could just go get them a coffee. I don't know. Or just write a little note. Thanks for swabbing me. Thanks for sticking it in me. <laughs> I think that is a Shana Firm song from our good friends over at The Pump and Dump. Also, thank you to teachers. Teachers faculty, school counselors, school nurses, heads of school, principal, all of you, thank you for showing up. I know a lot of times you have to work within systems that you did not design or that may not run smoothly. So thank you. And if you are in a location or in a situation where things run very smoothly, thank you to whoever created the system that works smoothly. That's amazing. Good job. Medical professionals, thank you. I know that right now, not only are you tired, but yes, a lot of people are sick. A lot of you are sick. And I know that that then makes a lot of facilities short-staffed. So thank you to the people who are having to step up and do overtime on top of two years of what is essentially overtime. And thank you for those of you who needed the break and took it. I, I would, I have self-care, everybody. I'm happy if you are taking that. I really appreciate you and all the efforts that you put in to keep us safe when we come to see you. Thank you to volunteers. Volunteers, I see you and appreciate you. Whether you're volunteering at your kid's school or any kid's school, or maybe the library, or maybe you're working at shelters, or maybe you're working with animals, or maybe you're volunteering to help with this whole pandemic. I appreciate you, and I thank you. All of our mail carriers, all of our delivery people, you're all wonderful, and I appreciate you very, very much. And just a personal thank you to the people starring in the show Doom Patrol. Thank you. You have made my life. <laughs> I've been enjoying watching you. Woo! Speaking of watching things and trying to enjoy things, I'm, I'm, I'm in one of my little places. One of my little oppressed places. One of my places where, Teresa and I have talked about this in the past, this, this idea of noise. And and it not just being like somebody banging a pot, though that is a horrible noise, but like being inundated with many types of noise. I currently feel like I'm being inundated with sound. That's a horrible noise, just lots of sound. And that includes people talking to me. Stop talking to me, everybody. Why? Why are you talking to me? Oh, the children talking to me. Talk, 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 talk. Oh, did I say something or misunderstand you? Well, can you yell at me now about that? That'd be great. Where do they learn this? I swear to God, I'm not yelling at my kids like that. And then there is the like noise of like physical proximity. You know, just like where you just know somebody's near you and they want to touch you or sit in your lap or 
pull your hair just to see what happens. I don't know. Or they're just close to you doing something gross. Like you have to hear them chewing or they're like constantly, Ellis today, like gets in the bed to snuggle with me in the morning. And I hear this noise. I'm like, what is that? And I look over and he's, he's got all this long hair. He's sucking on the hair and then sticking it to his chin because he, cause he, he's like, I like how I look with a beard. And I was like, that's disgusting, but I'm also broken, so whatever. And then, finally, there is the noise of stuff. Stuff just migrates through this house. Like, you clean a room, you get something clean, you're like, oh, my space is clean. And you go into the next room, and all the stuff that you cleaned out of your room now is somewhere else. Or everybody else cleans their spaces, but their cleaning of the spaces usually means they're putting all their stuff back into a central area or my room. And that then makes my room very loud. And like I said, Onion's really sick. He's not well. And there is a noise of smell. Okay. Like I can't even be in my room without there being like a horrible smell all the time. Uh, so I'm done. And it's, <laughs> it sucks. The stupid pandemic has pushed us like, oh, everybody has to be together. You can't go anywhere, ah, right? Like, I can do it a little longer. I can do it a little longer. I can do it a little longer. And it doesn't have to be like doing it a little longer surrounded by people. It can be doing it a little longer being by yourself. That also sucks. <laughs> and you think it's just a little longer. And then it's not. It's more. So I'm doing great. <laughs> when I'm doing great like this, everybody. I sometimes make bad choices with what I eat or what I drink, what I put into my body. I may have just eaten an entire half of a jumbo-sized Tony's Chocoloni bar. It's fucking worth it. But today we're going to be talking to somebody that's going to remind me. <laughs> they don't even have to say a word to remind me. To remind me that that is a real luxury that I get to do that. Today we are going to be talking about allergies with the allergy chef herself, Kathleena. Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Ms. and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. This week, I am very excited. It, just like the last two minutes, I'm pretty sure uh, she and I are now best friends. I am so excited to welcome Kathleena, who has, get ready for it, over 200 food allergies and intolerances and can't drink most water. <laughs> I love you! The <laughs> members of her household also have food allergies and special diets, none of them the same. After being told she had 30 days to live, she made it her mission to help the food allergy and special diet communities thrive, which is really gracious of her. Three years from her lowest point, she and her team have published several cookbooks, started a bakery, done local and nationwide research, developed hundreds of free recipes and resources, and much, much more. You can learn all about her and all of her different ventures or adventures at theallergychef.com 
Welcome, Kathleen. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I'm. We're already having a good time. It's too bad people don't even know, but like we are. We really oh, are. They they know now. Oh, okay, that's right. good. Can you feel it, everybody? <laughs> right. Maybe on your website you should have a. You should be wearing a T-shirt that says "I win." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is. We're gonna get into the 200 food allergies and intolerances and all of it. Don't worry, guys. We're gonna get into it. But. <laughs> But before we drag Kathleen through this again, let's start with who lives in your house. All right. So it's myself and my best friend. His name's Carlton. And he has four biological children, which we've raised together. And three of the kids still live at home. Kids two, three, and four live at home. Kid three, he's lovingly called Mr. Low No Sugar. Uh-huh. That's a whole other episode on its own. Like sure. the whole story. It's fascinating. Basically, he had a, an ADHD misdiagnosis, and turns out it was really just the food. And the kid was like off his rocker. Like the kid was crazy, yeah. and uh, food changed everything, which was amazing. And then kid two, he's allergic to several things. Mm-hmm. And kid four, you know, generally does well with a certain diet type, but has no diagnosis or anything of that nature. She just does better with certain foods. Sure. And she's got one of the funniest things because when she was little, she said to her brothers one day, you guys are so lucky. I wish I had special food like you. And they were all like, no, 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 no. We want to eat what you do. You get to eat anything. But from her like little kid logic brain, oh, they yeah. were like, oh, here's your special dinner. And oh, here's your special dinner. And oh, here's your, like it was. And so she was always like, well, where's my special dinner? As it yeah. turns out, you know, so it's, it's been quite a journey and it's nice because I'm always, I'm almost at the end of the journey, right? Our youngest yeah. is now 17. I'm like so close to being a free bird. And I'm oh. like, and it's so funny. I told them recently, I was like, <laughs> I, uh, you know, that song by George Michael, Freedom. Oh, yes. I was walking through the house playing that song. And I was like, you guys, this is my theme song. And I was like, counting down. <laughs> I was like, I got less than one year. And on your birthday, don't be offended. But this is going to be the music that we listen to all day. <laughs> all and day. the kids were like. I can appreciate that. I can respect that. I'm like, thank you. Good. You've done a good job influencing them, raising them, doing that. To me, if they understand that and say, yeah, you deserve that. You deserve that George Michael moment. I do. Then I say, work done. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. So no, it's it's great. To go back, listening to you talk about all of those people in your house and having to make all of those different like meals. Or making sure that you've got like the these snacks and blah, 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 all the things that in the like fantasy island that I live in is like already annoying as all get out. And I can pretty much, I mean, like the biggest hang up is my like partner who's like, no, you can't have, you know, like cereal or white bread or whatever as a weird snack. While I grew up in the South and was like, little Debbie's, like all day. So, in the best situation, making food really can be annoying after a while. Yeah. So not only do I want to say to you, you're amazing. Thank you. Can I just ask, how are you? Like, I mean, like that. <laughs> do you, ever- you know what? Can I be honest? I think maybe you're the one, like the first person to really ask that. Okay. In the in the interest of full disclosure, I'm going to yeah. be so honest with you guys because- I love it. I feel like that's the only fair way to be, right? Yeah, that's pretty much what this show is about. <laughs> it was so, okay. It's important to know the kind of person I am, right? I'm hyper-organized. I'm the kind of person where don't tell me I can't because I'll prove you wrong. You know, I'm incredibly driven to the point of harming myself. 
Sure. Right? And so I think all of those traits, they very much help the kids thrive like a lot. They never missed an opportunity. Right. You know, I was that kind of parent where I'm like, cool, we're signing up for 16 sports and I'll make sure everybody's got a snack and I'll make sure that, yeah. okay, I'm like the parent. And I, I really did this. Like we had the yellow sports bag and it was always full with the season's outfits and the cleats and the everything's. And as soon as you got home, like you got your shower and I got everything yeah. washed for the next thing. So it was back in the bag. Like I was that parent. Yeah, that's exhausting, FYI. I mean, you know that. I'm just telling you the obvious. <laughs> It, it's one of those things where I didn't know it in the thick of it. Sure. But being that person was making me sicker, right? Yeah. Because mm -hmm. with my condition, stress is like a killer, right? Stress yeah. is the worst things you can do for someone like me. And so it's like, I was just getting sicker and sicker and sicker all the time on top of, you know, all the issues I already had. And it's like, you know, I can't lie. It's like, I did not have a really good support system probably for most of their life. Right. And so- when you always feel like you're alone in it, even though you live in a house full of other people, it's like when the kids got older, yeah, okay, they could finally do more, right? Sure. Because at that point, it was like we realized, for example, doing the dishes was detrimental for my health yeah. because for me, I'm contact allergic and my hands were like shredded to bits. I mean, it was really bad. So yeah. when we could finally say, okay, kids, you're on dish duty permanently, you know, it does take a load off of you. Right. But to get to the point where we are right now, it's like most people only see the tip of the iceberg. They see my iceberg and they're like, wow, look at all this stuff you did. Right. <laughs> oh, look at the trail of carnage behind yeah, me. Sure. Right. I was miserable. I was yeah. stressed to the death of the max of everything. You yeah, know, like, can I say, I wonder, because I am also like a alpha organizer, doer, fixer for my own lens, not for. Facebook, right? Totally for my own, like, this makes sense. Let's do it. Yeah. Like, what I hear you do, well, the kids come home from their sport, they are shower, I wash, put it in the bag, it's ready to go the next day, right? Yeah. Like, that's, that is some control of something <laughs> coming out in the future, not being ready. It's also something like when you're good at it and you are, that can be a place that it's easy to get stuck in, right? Like to yeah. get in a rut in and then you just have to confront it. So many. Okay. Yeah. I don't, I will agree. I'm probably an absolute control freak. I've no, never. Oh, I am. So I just. Think about <laughs> it in that way because to me, there's a negative connotation with that term. Like sure. you're controlling of other people. Whereas yeah. I'm always trying to get my kids to be responsible for themselves and all that sort of jazz. Yeah, but so that's a lot of work. So it's like, I am a control freak, but yeah. maybe I'm a positive control freak, if that's sure. even a thing. If yeah, not, it is. Thing, it's right? officially one right now. Okay, perfect. Yeah. So in that sense, like, yeah, I definitely have that as a problem. I don't know that I find comfort in it, though. I It's okay. more for me about the responsibility element. I am really big on the word responsibility. Don't ask why. I actually don't know. Um, it, it's just who I am, I guess, as a person. And so to me, like, if there's something that you're responsible for yes. or sh it should be done and then it's not done, I actually feel like this crushing guilt and awfulness. And so like, I have to get it done. And I'm at the point in my life now where, you know, given that three out of four are adults, I tell them up front, I'm like, I don't think I want to live with you anymore. Yeah. Like if I have to be responsible for you and you're a freaking adult, yeah. like, no, no, I do not want to be responsible. <laughs> like we just had this conversation. I kid you not <laughs> yesterday. And I'm like, I've determined I don't want to do this forever. This is not for me because like, 
if I have to nag you and tell you get up and do X, I'm like, does your boss have to do this at work or do you just show up and work? Right. Like, oh my goodness, we're not even charging you market rate rent. We give you a gift every month. <laughs> Hello, get it together. Like, I don't understand today's world because, you know, we had to have a big sit down about this a couple of weeks ago. And, and I told them, it's like, I get it. You're not me. I'm on a mission to change the world, quite literally, right? right. And you guys are on a mission to be Americans and sit on your butt and play a video game. Like, that's your <laughs> I can't. I cannot. Yeah. Like, I I cannot fathom the thought of going on that computer for six hours a day. Like, how did I raise you? Are you not my child? I mean, okay, maybe I didn't birth you, but hello. Oh, they're your child. This is not what I created, you know? And and so, like, I I guess that's, that's been the hardest thing for me. Yeah. It's letting go, which obviously I'm not very good at Mm because I still nag and they're adults. You know, in that sense, maybe I'm the negative control freak who's like, get up and do your job. I never said negative control freak. I said control freak. I find it very, I don't, let's, let's just go ahead and admonish the word negative because your wording is such a better wording, right? Like that responsibility, like you show up on time. If you commit to something, you do it. If you see a problem, you step up and you help fix it. If there's a whole, you stand, right, you you raise your hand. Exactly. That drive. Because I, I, I have people in my life who are like, why don't you just not, right? And it's like, well, that makes no sense. Why I would never not not because yeah, it's part of who I am. But just because it's part of who I am doesn't mean it's not exhausting. And right. for you, like in your case, really potentially killing you at yeah. some point. So I just want to say, I, I just, when we were starting at the beginning of this, I was like, you know what, but we should point this out because I bet there are other parents out there, people who have kids in their house that are like, yeah, it's its own level of hard that you have to figure out how to navigate the self-care in, even though, I mean, it's self-care to me to show up on time. I would feel way worse if I showed up not on time and I didn't do what I said I was going to do. Does that make sense? No, it totally does. And the crazy thing is, is like, you know, when it comes to responsibility, one of the best parenting things that I learned when the kids were younger, um, there's this guy, his name is um, James Lehman. He's got this interesting take on parenting where his whole point is to put the responsibility back onto the child, right? You know, a lot of people love to punish their kids or do time out or whatever. And like, I grew up in an abusive household. I'm like hard pass. No, thank you. Yeah, hard pass. His whole concept is don't don't teach your kid to do time like they're in prison, right? Instead, give them the responsibility where they have to get stuff back, right? Yeah. So his whole thing is like, you don't say you're on time out for three hours because you did this thing. Instead, it's you can't have X, Y, Z right. until you can go three hours without doing blah, 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 right? His whole point is put the responsibility back on the child. Yeah. And it's like, that resonates big time with me because like you said, it's that responsibility element. And, you know, you said something that really jumped out at me. It's like when people say, well, why not? Or don't do it or whatever. It's like, that's what I was faced with when I had to make the decision. Do I raise these kids or do I not? Right. And everybody said, don't do it. This is the dumbest thing you'll ever do. This is a terrible idea. Like, walk away now. This is like, yeah. do not do this. And I'm like, but it's the right thing to do. Right, right. I, And I guess I understand, like, people who would walk away. And I'm, I'm not, like, dissing them or anything of that no, nature. No, of course. I, I respect that 100%. 
you know, I recently had a friend say to me, I would never be able to raise someone else's children. Like they were not biologically mine. Like, okay. I, 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 the response to that is okay. Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's not easy because, you know, they're the connection that most people kind of rely on, especially in those harder moments, you know, that doesn't exist. And right. so it's, it's just a whole different connection, I guess. Yeah. And so for me doing the right thing, it transcends kind of all of what I do, right? Like, right. oh, this product doesn't exist in the free from allergy world. I need to create it because that's the right thing to do. Right. You know, someone says to me, my kids never had a birthday cake before. And I'm like, oh, let me fix that. Yeah. Like you said, right? Like fixing and controlling and all these other things. It's like, let me control every element to make sure it's really safe for your child. And then let me fix this problem. What's the problem? They've never had this before. I'm going right. to fix it. So you, know? you don't have to deal with this again. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And and other people don't have to deal with it again. I yeah. It's like every kid should have a birthday cake. Like, well, no shit. You know? I know. Like, let's just make this happen. Let's talk about allergies because okay. I will readily admit that, you know, there's sort of these moments, the pre and post, the before time, the after time, the before I had kids in my house time, there were a lot of things that I had lots of opinions on that, <laughs> that I... As I began to walk about, opening my own eyes to my own experiences, <laughs> or just trying to be a better person in the world and listen, surprise, uh, I, I realized like how off I was about mm. a lot of stuff, allergies being one. Because if there's anything that America likes, it's to take something that is new to them and blow it uh, either out of proportion or question it and not trust it. <laughs> so the closest I've ever come to it are the discussions about like peanut butter or no peanut butter, right? Like, like what do you mean? Oh, but, oh, this is affecting me so, well, actually this never affected me. It makes me crazy when people are like, I can't send my school, my kid to school with a peanut butter and jelly sandwich because somebody's allergic. I'm like, yeah, that's actually okay. Yeah. If you don't send something to school, that might kill someone, that's all right, right? right? Like, <laughs> that's sort of our responsibility. But you you legitimately are almost allergic to like everything. Yeah. So that in its own right could have led you to be less than somebody who cared about responsibility. Could easily have just become something that you let beat you. Yeah. So can you talk, I would love to hear a little bit about, I mean, I don't want to spend the time talking about every allergy you have, but you, yeah, no, that's you like legitimately have a ton yeah. of allergies and like water and like air things. Like how was there like one point in your life where you said, I'm just not going to let this like destroy me? Right. I'm, I'm, I have to take a different approach or. No, actually. No. no. Um, All right. Moving on. That's, um, <laughs> I, you know, it's funny because this is always something that stuck with me. When I was a kid, I won an award for like having the most perseverance. Right. And our school did this thing where every month <laughs> they would pick a different trait and they would award two kids. Right. I actually was a high achiever. I won that stupid award like a multitude of times, like a lot. Actually. <laughs> I, want a whole, I actually have a whole binder full of these random yes! words that I want as Good. a child, okay? 
And as a child, though, I was always so confused by that one. I was like, what? Yeah. I mean, cool. I'll take it because I love getting awards. Right. I I was like, yeah, I got the award. I'm one of the top two in the class. That's right. But I did not understand that award as a child. I really, that's the only one I really did not get. It just went over my head. And as an adult, I was like, oh, that's what they meant. (laughs) But the funny thing is, is like, it's not like I set out to be that person. In defense of the word, that was not like my mindset. Um, And no, there has never been a point in my entire journey where I'm like, I'm not going to let food allergies get me down. That is, that's not my thing. What's funny about it is my attitude has always been, oh, the world says such and such doesn't exist. Yeah. I'm going to shove it in their face and prove them wrong. I'm going to prove that idea. this can exist. Oh, I'm going to prove that this can happen. You know, when yeah. I have a specialist say to me, you have to eat what you're allergic to and just find what hurts the least. I was like, oh, no, <laughs> I'm going to prove you wrong and find food that doesn't hurt in your face, dude. Like that for me, that was it. It was it was yeah. never about I'm not going to let it beat me. That was never it. It was just right. oh, I need to prove you wrong. Yeah, like, that is very that, motivating. That's the weirdest. <laughs> but um, that's that's actually my secret personality. And I think people think it's the opposite. And I'm like. No, no. And I'm not even ashamed to say it. Like, no, I'm I'm not. I don't think it's that secret. (laughs) Yeah. And so what's interesting is like, you know, when they were like, yeah, you're going to be dead in 30 days. I'm like, cool. Because I'm tired of this. Like, I'm I'm suffering me up. Right. Like, here's my DNR. No joke. Take the DNR. I'm Mm -hmm. good. Like, perfect. Right. So for me, it's never been about, I think part of it, though, stems from, again, when you grow up in an abusive household and your self-esteem is like zero, it's never really about you. If that makes right. sense. I don't know how else to explain it. And it's like wrapped up in child logic and some weirdness of how I grew up. But basically I have never prioritized myself. Right. Even earlier when you were talking about self-care, it's like, even now oh, yeah. as an adult, it still escapes me. Like I feel the idea of self-care is almost guilt like inducing for me. Like it's, it's the weirdest. Right. I, I almost like I, I've only just barely started to scratch the surface of you know speaking up for myself on a personal level, but advocate for someone else. Oh, I'll do it in a heartbeat. I will throw down. I will go to the mat for you. I will do whatever it takes. You know, we we like to joke, but it's kind of not a joke. I'm like the best fake lawyer this side of the Mississippi. Like I, I'm a big <laughs> researcher. I'm into a lot of things. Like I. I can pump out things that look like, you know, a paralegal wrote it. Like sure. I will do whatever it takes if it's someone else. But if it's me. But for I, you. No. I want us to sort of maybe wrap up on something completely unrelated to allergies. But okay. before we do that, I realize I should ask one question uh, related to allergies. And that okay. is what, what should, what do you want people to know? Like, I, I mean, besides everything, right. what do you want? people to like know when it comes to either having to walk through the world that is full of people with allergies or walking through the world with allergies or I mean I don't know what what's the thing so a couple things yeah great first one is um for those of you who don't have food allergies and maybe you've met someone who's like hyper annoying about it or um like maybe you know someone who does that whole oh I have food allergies but they really don't they don't represent our community. They are not us. Okay. <laughs> They're like their own people and yeah. I respect them. They just have terrible use of language. So please don't associate us with them. 
and know that when you meet that parent, the one who's going on and on about this, that, and the other, and the thing in your ingredient list and all this stuff, right? Have some mercy and grace because I promise you that parent at the core, they're just trying to make sure that their kid is included. And it's a lot of work. You have no idea how much work that parent has gone through. And there may have been like medical gaslighting involved with it just to get the diagnosis. And they've had to put up with maybe family members who have literally tried to feed their kid what they're allergic to. They've had to deal with grandparents who are like, oh, a little bit won't kill Johnny Susie, even though a little bit actually could. Could. I just want you to know that give them a smile, listen to them, nod, be polite, and just say, hey, I hear you and I'm going to do what I can. Like you have no idea how much of a relief that brings to that parent and you bring their stress level way, way down. And then of course, to people who are going through it and really struggling, I know this sounds super contrary to half of the stuff we've talked about today, but (laughs) it does get easier, right? I want you to realize that my journey is not your journey and I'm the exception to the rule. I'm definitely not the rule. And I've had probably one of the hardest journeys that anybody in our community can kind of go through you know, just shy of someone who's born with mast cell and is tube fed their whole life. Like I've been through the ringer and it, and it's probably compounded because we've got a household full of people with all these limitations. And so it puts me in a unique position to honestly say, I know what you've been through, right? I I literally can say, I know what you've been through because my hundreds and hundreds of symptoms, I actually, I'm a mimicker. I mimic cancer. I mimic Job's disease. I mimic Raynews. I mimic pretty much every major and rare illness you've probably never heard of, and I'm glad you've never heard of it, but I, I really know what you're going through. So when I when I tell you it does get easier, I need you to believe me. It really yeah. does. You will reach a point in the journey where you've got your safe food and you know what's going on and you know how to shop and you know how to cook and you know, you've tapped into resources or maybe you found a great author or a chef or whatever, or you follow us on Instagram, who knows what you did, but you did something mm-hmm. and you finally hit your stride. Everything got easier. And then I want you to just pay it forward right? I want you to find the next person in line who is struggling or be a good advocate for, you know, your kid now so that when the next kid comes along, you know, that's what we can do as a community to support one another without even realizing it is just be good advocates, represent the community well. And, you know, the interesting thing is, is unfortunately the diagnosis rate is on the rise. And the flip side of that is that the kids who are little, little kids right now being diagnosed today and tomorrow you know, when they hit grade school and middle school, it's going to be a million times easier for those parents because of all the hard work we're doing right now. So know that, you know, your fight is for something, right? Like you're fighting for tomorrow's kids and the day after tomorrow's kids and their grandkids. And we're just going to keep making the world a better place, but it does get easier. Oh my God. That you're, that that is all wonderful things for us to know. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that's, okay. food in a, that's food allergies in a nutshell, right? Like, yeah, no, not okay. difficult, and it's going to yeah. get easy. <laughs> it's going to be difficult. You know what? I, I, I can apply that to so many other facets of our lives. Don't be difficult, everybody. Just try to, like, just try to be patient. A little grace. All I can think of is the, like, after-school special. I think it was an after-school special, like, The Boy in the Bubble with John Travolta. I totally don't think yeah. Are you the boy in the bubble? I am actually. So I have to wear my respirator to leave the house. And, um, but it's, you know, for as awful as it used to be, it, it's so nice because you can breathe. Like people <laughs> like you're... don't realize how, <laughs> like, I mean, cause here's the thing, yeah. right? 
when I had to start wearing it, I mean, nowadays it's different because everybody wears one, but back in the day, like I was harassed. I was escorted off of the property from security. I mean, like I was seen as like a threat, a walking threat. People would like point, jeer at me. Like it was awful. It was a really bad thing. I, I faced so much flack from humanity, right? I mean, talk about making you feel like a pariah of society. And these people were all smoking. Right. And the worst part is like, all you're trying to do is breathe. Yeah. You don't understand. You, like you as a person, you can never understand how good it feels to wear a respirator that honestly hurts to wear. People sure. also don't realize that part. Until you can't breathe. Yeah. When you leave your house and you cannot breathe, or when you leave your house and you're so sick, you will never understand how good it feels to have to wear that giant respirator on my face. Yeah. Just so I can try to have a pretending of normal for 10 minutes, right? Like people just don't get it until they do. And then of course, you know, it's so funny. It's funny, not funny when people who've known me, like at the grocery store, for example. Yeah. And like one of the dudes at the checkout lane, he's like, you would not believe what happened to me. He's like, turns out my apartment was making me sick. And then I had to get like a respirator kind of like yours. And I was like, I get her now. And I'm like, welcome to the club. Thank, thank you. <laughs> like they, and they finally go through it. Yeah. And I never wished on anyone. Like no, I, of course. But if someone goes through it, they always come back to me and they're like, I understand you now. And I'm like, cool. Now you My get God. what it's like to be a prisoner in your own home. Right? See, we got to get you the t-shirt that says I win. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Kathleena, I have had such a nice time talking to you today. I appreciate you coming on and being honest about your experiences. Even more, I appreciate that you have been generous enough to keep these doors opening for others as you go forward. Every time you have to kick one open, making sure that it's left open. That should not go unrecognized. And I see you. I know that's a lot of work. I also see you for all those dinners. God, I hate cooking. That's the nicest thing someone's ever said to me. And you're making me think about it. I'm like, you're right. I busted down those first. You did. did. Thank you. That's like the nicest thing ever. Like, yeah. Yeah. Down doors and everybody else is going to walk through behind me. Yes. And we're just going to have a darn good time. Yes. We are going to eat all the special cakes. Yes. We can eat. Absolutely. Absolutely. Guys, we're going to link everybody up to where they can find out more about Kathleen. I mean, you can always start right at theallergychef.com. Good place to start. Somebody, we need this woman to have a book deal, everybody. Let's get this woman a book deal. Do the book deal. Do the TV thing. Yeah, I want to do the thing where you go like on all the late night shows, you know, where you make your rounds and stuff. Yeah. Like, all right. Okay. Yes. Like, so, you know, what's so funny. It's funny okay. you say that. My dream. My yes. big dream for me, at least, is yes. I want to be mega famous, but not for all the wrong reasons. I for all the mega- right reasons. Yeah. I want to be mega famous yeah. so that everybody knows food allergy, go to the allergy chef. She yeah. will put you in the right direction. Yeah. I want it to be so that no matter who gets diagnosed and when, somebody in their circle has heard of me and they're like, I know how to solve all your problems. Yes. And then boom, from day one, yeah. we are hitting the ground running. We are helping so many people. Yeah. Because I can like, blow the roof off of this and be super famous, that means you're going to know all the safe food companies. You're going to know all the best recipes. Look, Great British Bake Off, Top Chef, guys, this is where we're going. We need to come and find Kathleen and put that as a challenge to you little chefs. Like, I 
Love this. That's Love actually this. one of my other goals. I actually yeah. want to be a judge on like MasterChef, but the deal is they can only use my yeah. stuff. The whole episode is watching these chefs kind of go, wait, 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 what do you what? mean? I can't use, what do you mean? I can't use Yeah, because I was so offended. There was an episode of top chef a few seasons ago where they actually highlighted food allergies. And one of the chefs was like throwing a little fit. And I was like, you need to shut up. Like right now I actually went on Instagram, which I never do. I know. I was like <laughs> this was a terrible representation of the food allergy community. This is awful. Right. <laughs> and I was like, I was so upset because I was like, and then what really got me the winning recipe had like five major allergens in it. I was like, you could have made those pancakes without the eggs. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> like, what is this even? You guys, I make top nine free fluffy as heck pancakes. I know that it works. You could have done it too. Like, and you're on TV. You have yeah. no excuse. Yeah. So like for me, I'm like, I need to get so famous. Yeah. Blow the lid off of all of this. Yeah. Because I want to show every man, woman, and child with an allergy. You got this. All right, everybody, we're all going to put this out there. Yeah. Kathleen equals famous. Yes. I have very little power in this, but let's just, just try. Everybody no, just keep I like this. You got I, the power. It's like that song. I've got the power. power freedom. Yeah. <laughs> all right, now I'm shifting back to freedom. All right, everybody, we're going to link you up. You know how to do things on the internet. We're going to yeah. get you over to the allergy chef. Everybody just go on and like tweet and like Instagram this lovely person to all these shows we just mentioned any other place you think should know about them you are doing such a wonderful job thank you so much for joining me Kathleena thank you for having me honestly if you bring me back I'm down like yeah for anybody listening this was so much fun you guys like <laughs> I I normally get interviewed and, and that's you're right that's all we ever really talk about is like food allergies and yeah. today it was like so different which I'm totally cool with yeah and it was just so much fun yeah you get to be somebody other than an allergy. Yes. Like <laughs> you saw me for the fact that I do more than just the allergy show. Like, That's right. Woo. Know. All right. Bye. One Bad Mother is supported in part by Wealthfront. Look, a lot of investment apps make it easy to start trading, but just because it's easy <laughs> doesn't mean you know what you're doing. I know I don't. Wealthfront was designed by financial experts to help you turn your good ideas into great investments without the hassle of doing everything yourself. It is trusted with over $28 billion in assets, helping nearly half a million people build their wealth. And the best part, is their product is so simple yet powerful that it has 4.9 out of 5 stars in the Apple App Store. To start building your wealth and get your first $5,000 managed for free for life, go to wealthfront.com slash badmother. That's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash badmother to start building your wealth. Go to wealthfront.com slash badmother to get started today. One Bad Mother is supported in part by Evite. Life is better together. And if you want your event to feel super special, invite your guests with Evite. Do you have a kid in your house? You've used Evite. <laughs> You've used it for birthday parties. You've used it for showers. 
You've used it for all sorts of things. Evite offers thousands of free invitation options, all fully customizable for your occasion. RSVP tracking is included, which is always important because you always want to know. When you say you're coming, are you coming with just you? One child, two child, two adults, five children, maybe just one of the children. Best of all, it's free. Evite is helping to make all of our celebrations feel extra special. Head over to evite.com slash badmother to choose from thousands of design options and create and send invitations for free. That's E-V-I-T-E dot com slash badmother. Evite.com slash badmother. Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. Genius fail time. Genius me, me. Wow. Oh my God. Oh my God. I saw what you did. Oh my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh my God, that's fucking genius. Okay, this is simple, but you know what? I actually would like a shout out for this. So, like I said, feeling a little crowded. And this morning, I was thinking I could either take the kids to school and then go do a really nice big long walk around the Rose Bowl. Or I could have Stefan take the kids to school and I could just sit on the couch and like veg out and watch Doom Patrol. And then I thought, if I am here, I will definitely not be alone. (laughs) But if I go walk, I will be by myself and I will be alone. And so I did it. I did the walk and it was not, it was definitely a better choice. Uh, and I just, you know, hey, good job, me. You made the better choice this time. Yay! I'm so great! <laughs> hello, hello. Just checking in. Just have a little, not quite a genius, just feeling good. Nobody gives a shit, but I just needed to tell someone. <laughs> that my kid cut all his hair off. I mean, had a professional cut all his (laughs) gorgeous shoulder length, beautiful hair off. It was what he wanted. And I let him, I let, you know, I mean, (laughs) I didn't have to let him, you know, I could have, I could have put my foot down and said, no, you're keeping your beautiful hair. But I just supported his decision. And God, I miss his beautiful hair <laughs> so much. Um, but I feel good that he feels so good. All right. Bye. You are doing a great job. I I actually care a great deal about that because I have been in that situation too. I don't think we even realize how much power we have sometimes. Like, I remember when Raiden wanted to cut all their hair off and I... I was concerned. I I cared less about the fact that they weren't going to have the long hair anymore. Okay. I cared more about the fact that they've got very curly hair. And that is a sometimes hard thing to manage when it's short. And by manage, I mean, it can look 
like something maybe Raiden isn't prepared for. But I let them do it because my pa- I remembered my parents had let me make a lot of bad choices when it came to my appearance. And I let Raiden do it. And yeah, yeah, you know what? It looks good. It's all right. Not my cup of tea. I don't think that child should have bangs, but they like bangs and they want them and it brings them joy. And just like you, there is joy in their joy. You're doing amazing. Failures. Fail, 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 fail. You suck. Fail, Mimi. Okay. Uh, I think I mentioned just a little while ago that I may have made a mistake by eating half of this chocolate bar, which was delicious. But the headache that is slowly starting to creep in is making its own point. It's telling me something different. Uh, and I, I know that if I eat too much, I run the risk of the headache. It's like the neck one that goes right up the side of your neck, right behind your ear. Yeah, so I am a grown-ass woman who knows better. Still really choosing not to make always the best choices. Balance! (laughs) Hi, One Bad Mother. This is definitely a fail. We are on day two of potty training. Well... When I say we, I mean me because my husband's out of town. Thank you very much. (laughs) And yesterday she pooped as soon as she put her nap time diaper on. And I really wanted to avoid that going forward. So today, a little before nap, I told her, hey, I have some M&Ms. If your poop goes in the potty, you can have two M&Ms. And she was very excited and talking about M&Ms. I thought, great, this is going to be awesome. Fast forward a little bit to nap time. I have her sit on the potty in her room, and she's trying to poop, and nothing's coming out. And then it's time to put her diaper on, and really time to go to sleep. Nope, she is still sitting. And that's when I realized she is going to sit on the potty literally forever until her poop comes out so she can get these dang M&Ms. So I finally had to rethink my plan, and I told her, all right, you did a good job. You're trying I see that your poop's not going to come out, but because you tried, I will give you one M&M. She still didn't want to get up. So finally, I went into the kitchen, grabbed the M&Ms, and after I gave her an M&M and she ate it, she finally got off the potty and put her diaper on. No poop happened. Uh, We'll see what the rest of the day and tomorrow holds. Anyway, we're all doing a good job, except for when we don't. Thanks. (laughs) Bye. That is true. Truer words. Uh, We're all doing a good job, except when we don't. Really, the core of this is that you have failed at bribing your child. And I am very sorry. I really feel like this show has gone to great lengths to prove the value of a good bribe. And in no way have we admitted to the fact that sometimes our bribery backfires. So hence, my children will forever expect a treat when I pick them up from school. So I'll go back to kindergarten and question the choices that were made then. So you're doing a horrible job encouraging your child to learn how to poop in a potty using bribery. 
fail. You are the greatest mom I've ever known. I love you, I love you. When I have a problem, I call you on the phone. I love you, I love you. Hey there, I'm Ellen Weatherford. And I'm Christian Weatherford. And we've got big feelings about animals that we just gotta share. On Just the Zoo of Us, your new favorite animal review podcast, we're here to critically evaluate how each animal excels and how it doesn't, rating them out of 10 on their effectiveness, ingenuity, and aesthetics. Guest experts give you their takes informed by actual, real-life experiences studying and working with very cool animals like sharks, cheetahs, and sea turtles. It's a field trip to the zoo for your ears. So if you or your kids have ever wondered if a pigeon can count, why sloths move so slow, or how a spider sees the world, find out with us every Wednesday on Just the Zoo of Us in its natural habitat on MaximumFun.org. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Somewhere between science and superstition, there is a podcast. Look, your daughter doesn't say she's a demon. She says she's the devil himself. That thing is not my daughter. And I want you to tell me there's a show where the hosts don't just report on French science and spirituality, but take part themselves. Well, there is, and it's Ono, Ross, and Carrie on Maximum Fun. This year, we actually became certified exorcists. So yes, Carrie and I can help your daughter. Or we can just talk about it on the show. Ono, Ross, and Carrie on MaximumFun.org. All right, everybody. Settle in. It's time for a mom to have a breakdown. This is a breakdown. My kid is currently doing online school. It's fine, it's fine, it's whatever. She's not terrible at it. She sits through lessons. It's not too much fighting. I can handle it. But then my period started today. Which means I'm in a lot of pain. And I'm crying for every reason and no reason. Oh, and I'm so tired. (laughs) Which means I'm not handling online school well today. And that makes me feel like a failure because of my stupid body just taking control and And I'm tired of being a woman. I'm fucking done with it. It's too much. Every four weeks? Who designed this? What a nightmare. We're having leftovers for dinner. Thanks for the show. I love you so much. I love you so much. I love you. I seriously love you. This is maybe one of the greatest moms having a breakdown I've ever heard. Because you are having a breakdown. You are doing such a good job. I really, you know, we don't even have to spend that much time on this particular breakdown. It's very, very straightforward. I do like that you start with, you know what, my kid's doing a great job. 
I mean, we all know the moment you said online school that that's a shit suck show, right? Like, even if they do a reasonable job, you're all trapped at home. And it's really just not the same. It's its own, like, level of stress. But then you started your period. And I got to tell you, I... I actually kind of wish that people were just walking up and down the street doing exactly what you're doing when they start their period. Just, I mean, I'm completely okay with just walking past menstruating people, (laughs) crying, yelling, like whatever it is they need to do. I support that. The pain, look, here's the thing I've learned. People have very different periods. Big surprise, everybody. And as we age, it changes. And when we have kids, it changes. And (laughs) it is frustrating. I'm with you. I'm 100% with you. I hate having a period. I am sure somebody out there fucking loves it. But I don't. I'm with you. It is just... Who did create this? Who did design it? I don't know. And why, why does it somehow rob us of power? And like, I I don't understand how, like, we have to carry this burden. And yet people have used it to, you know, do everything from burn us at the stake to not let us be president of the United States. (laughs) Again. That's why I'm usually crying in the middle of the streets. And there was this sound in the background. I believe, Gabe and I both think, it was a turn signal. And it never stops. So I'm assuming you're just sitting somewhere. Maybe you pulled over like a responsible person to make this call. Or maybe you're just driving with a turn signal on the entire time. I like to think of it, though, not as a turn signal. I like to think it's really more symbolic of the never-ending rhythm of your monthly cycle. I think you're wonderful. I think you're doing an amazing job. And I really see you. And I, I wish for you all the things that bring you comfort during this time. You're doing such a good job. Wow. Everybody, I had a really fun time on today's show. All parts of it, from listening to our check-in at the beginning, where our caller, you know, just said they had to do something that really wasn't something they wanted to do. It really wasn't like, yay, I get to set up a bunch of meetings with the principal and the school counselor. But they did it. They did it, and they recognized that they did it. That is key right there. You recognize that you did a thing that wasn't something you necessarily wanted to do, but you did it, and you knew it was the right thing to do, and they're doing such a good job. All the way to our really remarkable mom having a breakdown. That, That was just so stellar and honest. And, and, and you're doing a good job, to the lovely Kathleen, who is possibly 
one of the most remarkable people I've ever met. I mean, wow. That feels like the kind of person I can hang out with and just constantly learn from, as well as giggle with. She is very funny. And for sure, we're going to clearly have her back on the show to keep dropping these, like, wisdom bombs on us left and right. What I, I don't think we had in the show was our conversation about finger guns and uh, finger phasers. You know what, Gabe, if we have a little of that, we'll just put that right at the end as a little bonus. Ta-da! Bonus. Because Kathleena deserves bonus. But what I really took away from her was just that we all have responsibilities. And it is important that we take them on to the best of our abilities and that when things seem very hard and seem like too much effort and it feels like no one cares, that they do care. And even if they don't care right now in this moment, they're going to care a generation from now. I mean, you can see this in so many aspects of our life right now, even in just 10 years. The difference between kids 10 years ago who were exploring their gender identity, here we are 10 years later, and thanks to them and the conversations they were willing to have and the leadership that they showed has allowed my children and many other children to explore this in a freer, safer environment. No, it's not perfect. But they're going to wind up making it better for the next five years than kids who are coming along 10 years from now. And as well as for the parents. Remember, you're not just opening doors for all of our children. You're opening doors for each other. It's just another way we can make it so we can feel less alone. Because that's the thing to remember. You're not alone. You really aren't. You are all doing a remarkable job. And I'll talk to you next week. Bye. I got to low down mama blues. I got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. You know that right. We'd like to thank Max Fun, our producer, Gabe Mara, our husbands, Stephen Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org slash OneBadMother. For information about live shows, our book, and press, please check out OneBadMotherPodcast.com. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, go to MaximumFun.org slash join. Well, daddy, baby, bustin' by, not low down mama blue. Oh, said daddy, baby, bustin' by, not low down mama blue. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.
And do you have any questions for me before we get going? No, I just feel like this is going to be wildly fun and crazy, you know? I like it. Yeah. Like, pew, pew. <laughs> yeah. don't be allergic to finger guns. But no, yeah. I love finger guns. I'm Good. more of a. Oh, See, that's more old. yeah, that's oh, my Oh, that's like Old West. Yeah. That's nice. That's... I'm like yeah. uh, Star Wars. Pew, pew. Yeah, you are actually. I know. I think I... yours are more like finger lasers then. You can't call them guns. You're right. Or if I wanted to go even nerdier, I could be like, they are my Star Trek. And I could be like, they are my finger phasers. Pew, pew. You know what? I actually like that better. Yeah. I think you should call them finger phasers. I have a feeling we are now best friends. So um, I'm totally cool with that. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I okay. think so. 